Hey everyone, great to have you join us together tonight. It's Friday night and we are three weeks into lockdown and we are hoping, uh, believing that it's all gonna be unlocked or at least partially next week. Uh, we look forward to coming back together. But tonight we have a fantastic, uh, just a fantastic ministry and a close friend of ours who'll be ministering tonight. Who have we got, Pastor Kate? So tonight we've got Apostle Patty Valenzuela from the USA, from Texas. And uh, it's just a great privilege to have her join us tonight. So Apostle Patty, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. We know that we will be enlarged, we will be shifted, and we'll be challenged and inspired in our faith tonight to grow and keep our eyes fixed on him in the season. Amen. Hey, we've really enjoyed being uh, coming together with you all. And uh, Pastor Kate, tell us where did somebody gave their heart to the Lord yesterday. Uh, yeah, look, we want to share, um, we want to shout out what God is doing in these um, weeknights that we're meeting together. So if this is your first time meeting with us, we meet here together every weekday night at eight o'clock. And the reason we do that is because uh, we want to pray together. We want to encourage you and yes. um, help you grow in your faith in the season. But just last night, we had somebody message in during prayer saying, I want to recommit my life to God. I want to come back to him. Wow. He's calling me back. And so it was a great privilege. Uh, one of our media team saw it come up and then I, we were able to connect with them straight after the prayer and have some time with them. So God is moving. So wherever you are, in spite of what you're facing in the natural, God is moving. And tonight, we're just so excited that you're joining with us. It's not too late to share this out tonight, to get other people watching yeah. tonight. And we've got some great friends going to come and join us next week. Some yeah. great ministries. So stay tuned. Don't go away, but join us here every evening at 8 p.m. Let's welcome Apostle Patty Valenzuela. Amen. And so we want to encourage you to, why don't you grab a pen and a paper because we know that you want to take notes from this and um, allow yourself to be enlarged tonight. Amen. So um, we do. We really welcome your Apostle Patty. We welcome your ministry. We welcome your voice into our life. I know yeah. that she said to us that she has a specific word for the Ascend Global Church family and our friends. So we just welcome you tonight. Blessings, New Zealand. I am so excited to be with Ascenda Global Church. All those that are watching in this crazy times that we are living in. Um, I want to start out by just saying welcome. Um, I miss you guys. It was an honor and it was such a joy. And I was so excited to be with you all last year. And we had an awesome time in the Lord. And I want to just thank Pastor Dave Pastor Kate, um, it's you truly are incredible people. And uh, from Pastors Connell, you know, you guys are just amazing, amazing family. You are dear to my heart and we are literally, I can consider us family. I just want to say to Ascend Global, you guys have incredible pastors. Um, they are dear to us. We love you all. We do feel like family. And so to all the leaders, to all the intercessors, all the prayer warriors, all of you guys, young people, um, any age, any stage that you are in, Ascend Global. Let me tell you something. God has uh, powerful, powerful plans for this church um, so that God can actually bring so much glory into New Zealand. I feel that you are a key church uh, for these times. And I'm coming to you. Um, I was asked to give you all a word and I am so thrilled and I am honored. So thank you for allowing me to do this for your church um, and for all the people that are going to be watching this. Um, coming to you from Texas, uh, we are all put on um, 
pretty much this time of quarantine that I feel that it is key and I feel that God has been in it. So we're going to start out by praying because I feel like we have a word for you. And I feel like God wants to release this specific word for Ascend Global during these times. And so whatever you find yourself in, I know that everybody's in quarantine right now. But I truly believe that these are times where we are in end times. This is a birthing pain. Um, but I also feel that God is using it. And so... Uh, I want to come before the Lord and I can feel his presence. I actually wanted to come to you and I'm actually in my study. This is the place where I have intimate moments with God. This is my study. This is where the glory of God visits me every morning. This is where I go into the presence of God. This is actually my secret place. So I wanted to come to you out of my secret place. I wanted to come to you from the place where God comes and descends and has incredible encounters with me every morning. Uh, and sometimes at night. And so I wanted to make this very personal to you guys and invite you into my secret place. Um, I didn't want to record from church. I didn't want to record from any other place. I said, I feel like I want to come to Ascend Global and record from my secret place. So this is my secret place. And um, I know that God has a word for you. So we're going to pray. Father, we just come before you today. And I thank you for New Zealand. I thank you for the nation of New Zealand. I thank you for what you're doing through Ascend Global. I thank you for what you're doing through the pastors, through the leaders there, God. I thank you for what you're doing this time of quarantine, for nothing is a coincidence with you. And Father, you are using this moment and this time, Father, to raise up a generation, God, that is non-compromising. So Father, I lift up this incredible church and this incredible nation, God, that you have ordained and orchestrated for this season, God, to be able to usher in a stronger presence and glory. Father, I lift up every viewer, every listener, God, and at the sound of my voice, I declare and decree, God, Lord, that shackles would begin to break, that faith would begin to be activated, God, that blindfolds will begin to be removed, that hearts would begin to be receptive and healed, God, as they listen to this message. Father, I thank you for each and every person. I thank you that they are rising in Jesus' mighty name during this time. Father, I thank you that you are ministering your people during this time. And Father, today, God, we bind, we rebuke, and we call, Father, every instrument and every assignment from hell that is being used by the enemy. Father, today it is bound and it is destroyed. And we call your kingdom to be established, God, in the midst of of all of this chaos. Father, I thank you for every viewer. I thank you, Father, that hearts are about to be transformed. I thank you, God, that you are breaking the chains and the shackles of the enemy, God. Lord, today I declare deliverance and I declare that your kingdom is coming right now to New Zealand. Father, I thank you, God, that your glory is being ushered in, God, through these means. And Father, that your kingdom will continue to be expanded, God, no matter what we face, no matter what we encounter. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It is such a joy, truly New Zealand, to come to you and share this word. So once again, thank you, pastors, for allowing me to do this. But I feel like the word for you guys today is found out of Second Chronicles chapter 32. And I'm going to read to you a few scriptures. I'll probably jump around. But Second Chronicles chapter 32. And I'm going to read to you um, out of the NIV version. And it says, after all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, um, it says, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. 
he laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to make war on Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military staff about blocking off the water from the springs outside the city. And they helped him. A large force of men assembled and they blocked all the springs of the street, all the springs um, outside the city and they helped him. Verse four says, a large force of men assembled and they blocked all the springs and the stream that flowed through the land. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water, they said. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall, building the towers on it. He built another wall outside that one and reinforced the supporting terraces of the city of David. He also made large numbers of weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in square at the city gate and encouraged them with these words. Look what he says in verse seven. Be strong. This is Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than with him. Verse eight, it says with him is only the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people, look what it says, gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. Later, when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laid siege to Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with his message for Hezekiah. So now this king of Assyria, let me just stop right there. The king of Assyria is coming to fight. And so he's coming let me just go backtrack. Hezekiah is a king who had reigned for 29 years, okay? He's done everything that the Lord has asked him. He is a strong king. He serves the Lord. And so here is this king of Assyria and is coming to attack him. He wants to captivate, if you will, God's people. And then it says here that the king of Assyria, who's coming to fight against Hezekiah, has gathered his forces to come against Hezekiah, and the Bible says that the king of Assyria, okay, after Hezekiah approaches the people and says, do not be uh, fearful, be courageous and be strong. It says, do not get discouraged because of this vast army. He says, because they come to us in the arm of flesh, but we are coming with the arm of the Lord. In other words, the hand of God is upon us. No sooner than he says that, does the king of Assyria turn around and he begins to speak to the people. And I want you to hear what he starts to say. It says, this is what Senator King of Assyria says. On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says, the Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he is misleading you. It says, to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove this God's high places and the altars? saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before one altar and burn sacrifices on it. So here's the king of Assyria and he's approaching the people of God, Hezekiah. He's bringing this letter to Hezekiah and he's trying to bring threats because they're under siege. He says, do you not know what I and my fathers have done to other people of the other land? So here the king is saying, king of Assyria is saying, do you not even know who I am? 
He's so arrogant. He's coming before Hezekiah and he's saying, do you even know who I am? Nobody's ever defeated me. Nobody's ever conquered me. I, I'm, I'm the strongest king there is. He says, do you not even know who I am? And then the word of the Lord says that Sennacherib's officers spoke further against the Lord. And then look what he says in verse 15. Here's the king of Assyria. He says, now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him for no God of any nation of kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? So he's coming against Hezekiah. He's coming against the people of God. But Hezekiah was a good king. Hezekiah was a king who had worshipped God. He brought worship back to Jerusalem. Hezekiah restored the priesthood. Hezekiah restores the word of God. Hezekiah restores the offerings. Hezekiah tears down the idols. Hezekiah is a good king. And now the, this king of Assyria has risen up against King Hezekiah and has threatened him and his people. And in the middle of the, this reign of King Hezekiah's reign, he comes to attack God's people who have been captive. And Hezekiah in verse 7 comes to encourage the people. And he says, be strong, do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. Basically, he was saying, why are you afraid of man? Why are you afraid of what's going on? He said, you are, they're mere mortals. You have the hand of God upon you. Yet, king of Assyria counteracts that, counterattacks what Hezekiah is saying to the people and says, nobody's been able to stand up against me. Don't you know who I am? I'm bigger than God. I'm bigger than anybody. And so he has the audacity to actually come and threaten and, and say that he was bigger than our God Almighty. Why is this important to you? Because I feel I have two words for you regarding this scripture. And then if we read the story and I'll, I'll end it. And it says, if you move forward, verse 16, it says, or verse 17, verse 18, it says 17. It says, the king also wrote letters insulting the Lord, the God of Israel, and saying this against him. Just as the gods of the people of the other lands did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Look what he's saying, the king of Assyria. He says, there's no way you guys are going to win. Then they called in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall. It says to terrify them. That's what this king of Assyria came to do, to terrify the people. And it says, and make them afraid in order to capture the city. So he was using fear to capture their nation. He was using fear to capture their city. And then he goes on to say, they spoke about the God of Jerusalem as they did about the gods of the other peoples of the world, the work of men's hands. But I love King Hezekiah because King Hezekiah went before the prophet Isaiah. And he tells the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, the prophet Isaiah, the prophet who can hear the voice of God. It says they cried out in prayer to heaven about this. So they ran to prayer about this. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and the leaders and officers in the camp of 
the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. So he ended up being disgraced, the king of Assyria. We know the ending. So the Lord saved Hezekiah, it says in verse 22, and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others. He took care of them on every side. Verse 23, many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, the king of Judah. So I need to paraphrase all of it and what's happening here. So we find that the king of, of Assyria, he thinks he's greater thou art. He, he thinks it's, it's a big, a big army, which it was. Technically it was. It was a huge army. But he has certain tactics that I feel that I need to talk to you today. Hear me, hear me, New Zealand. I feel that during these times, while we are in quarantine, I feel that there are threats of the enemy as well. Threats of the enemy that say, you know, you won't be able to conquer. You won't be able to fight against this virus. You will not be able to come out of this. Whatever the enemy is whispering at you. King of Assyria began to shout to the people. He began to express to the people. He opened his mouth and began to shout all kinds of threats. Hezekiah is lying to you. Hezekiah is telling you not to be afraid, but he's lying to you because nobody's been able to stand up against me. That's what this king is saying. Your God is not going to be able to pull you out of this. Your God is not big enough to take you out of this. That's what the king of Assyria is saying. And so the king Hezekiah, who has just approached his people and said, hey, don't worry about this. I know he's a great king and he's got a vast army. That's beyond us. Now, Hezekiah recognizes that this is too big for him. And so what he does is he goes before the Lord. But I want to stop for a moment because God told me to give you two points. The first point that I want to address with you, according to this story, the Lord said to tell you that the purpose of this king of Assyria that was coming to attack, he was bringing threats, was number one, to pierce the heart of the people. That's why the king of Assyria began to raise his voice and say, hey, Hezekiah is lying to you guys. Hezekiah is telling you that it will be impossible to overcome. Whoever's watching me, there are situations that are beyond you. There are situations that only God can fix. There are sicknesses that some of you are facing. There are battles that some of you are facing. There are circumstances that are beyond you and they look so much greater. And like Hezekiah that addressed the people and said, hey guys, we aren't coming with the sword of man. Don't be afraid of man because we are not coming to fight with our own human efforts. We have the arm of the Lord. The hand of God is upon us. That's how we're going to win this battle. So don't be afraid. Be strong and be courageous because you are not fighting with the arm of the, of the arm of man like king of Assyria is. We are coming with the arm of God. We have the arm of God. We have the hand of God upon us. And so the Lord said to tell New Zealand, listen to me, ascend global. The spirit of the Lord is saying, that the enemy, when he comes to threaten you, whatever circumstance you are facing, whatever situation that is beyond you, this virus that we're facing, circumstances because of them, economic situations, situations at home perhaps that you are facing right now that are beyond you. The enemy's job is what King of Assyria did to the people of, of God and to Hezekiah. 
is the same thing that he's trying to do now. He's trying to pierce your heart. That's what this king of Assyria did. He came to attack the people, but what he first does, he addresses them by speaking. And that's the way the enemy works, to weaken our faith. The goal of the king of Assyria was to pierce the heart. So when he begins to say, hey guys, don't listen to Hezekiah. Hey guys, don't listen to your pastors. Hey guys, don't listen to the word of God. They're trying to give you a word, but don't listen to that because nobody's been able to conquer me. That's what this virus is saying. This virus, this little tiny virus is trying to speak to pierce what? Your heart. That's exactly what the king of Assyria tried to do, to pierce the heart of the people. Now, the enemy cannot conquer you. He cannot conquer you unless he conquers your faith. So the purpose of the threats of the enemy, whatever he is whispering to you, is only to pierce your heart. If the enemy can pierce your heart, then he's gotten your faith. The enemy cannot do anything. The enemy cannot conquer you. The enemy cannot overcome you. The enemy cannot win unless he has conquered your faith. He's after your faith. That's how Satan is. So the enemy comes to what? To pierce your heart. If he can pierce your heart, then he's got your faith because faith actually operates inside of our heart. Now, hear what I'm going to tell you. That's why, here's the word of the Lord for you. That's why your heart has to be very healthy. The word of the Lord for you is your heart has to be healthy. When your heart is healthy, then your faith can be established and firm. The book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says this, And man became a living soul. Man became a living soul. In other words, you are a living soul. What is a living soul? A living soul is your soul and your spirit that are tied together. That's what your that's what makes your heart. Your soul and your spirit tied together is now your heart. That's what the Bible considers your heart. And your heart has to be healthy for you to believe God. So during this season of quarantine, during this time of waiting on God, during this time of the hand of God, we're waiting for the Lord to move. We're waiting for God to bring about a solution, to bring about a breakthrough in every nation, in every church, in your own personal life. What you have to do is guard your heart. The purpose of the king of Assyria was to pierce the heart of the people. Because if it can pierce their heart, then now I can, I can activate faith in there. If I can pierce the heart, now I can put fear and discouragement. And look what he said. You guys will never be able to conquer me. You know who I am. I'm the king of Assyria. No God has ever been able to stand against me. Listen, here, I'm telling you right now, whatever you're facing in your life, whatever circumstance you are facing that seems bigger than, than, than what your human ability is able to accomplish and conquer, hear me, there is a God that is greater. There is a God that is more powerful. And so what the enemy's goal is to pierce your heart. So the word of the Lord for you is to make sure that your heart is healthy. You know why this quarantine we should take advantage of in this quarantine time and why God has allowed it is because we have come to, we have to come to a place of healing. The Lord spoke to me in this secret place and the Lord said, so many of my people do not have a healthy heart yet. And I'm allowing this time of quarantine to get the heart healthy.
I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what hurt you're still carrying, but our hearts have to be healthy. Our hearts, we have to come to a place of sobriety. Listen, if our hearts are healthy, the enemy cannot pierce our heart. The enemy cannot pierce our heart and the enemy cannot take our faith. The heart is your soul and your spirit. Now, when your heart is healthy, your heart will be fixed. Your heart will be firm. Your heart will be established. So no matter what threat the enemy is throwing at you, no matter what threat the enemy is speaking your way, oh, it's too hard. How long is this going to last? Oh, this, that, and the other. Is it ever come to pass? As a matter of fact, this is what I'm perceiving. I feel some of you are getting weary. Some of you are getting weary. And that is the enemy's threats trying to discourage you, trying to get you, you know, to get you just weary, to, to get you uh, tired in the waiting. But I came to break that in the name of Jesus. This is not time to get weary. This is not time to be downcast and discouraged. This is a time to take advantage, to stir up and activate a faith. And the only way we are going to maintain in faith and believe God until the, the fullness of the promise comes, until we come out of this quarantine, this is the time to shine. This is a time where we are the light and the salt. We ought to be evangelizing more so now than ever because God is getting ready to usher in a great awakening. God is getting ready to usher in a great revival. And so these are times where you and I ought to activate our faith more than ever. You see, the enemy's working, but so is God. God is working. We cannot grow weary. We cannot grow tired. And we cannot allow the threats of the enemy, whatever he is raising his voice about, that situation, that circumstance, that mountain that is in front of you, that sickness, that, or maybe a fear of getting the virus, all of that, you got to cast it out. Do not allow it to pierce your heart. That was the purpose of the king of Assyria. If I can pierce the heart of these people, I will bring fear. And he knew that by faith, see the enemy knows that God is moved by faith. God can only move through faith. Look at the scriptures and the epistles. Every time God healed somebody, he said it was your faith that healed you. God operates through our faith. We cannot allow our faith to be moved right now. Our faith must be strong. Our faith must be firm. Our faith must be steady. We must be steadfast in believing God, knowing that he is still on the throne, knowing that he is working. God is not idle. God is not sitting back and just waiting and on quarantine too. No, our God is a moving God. Our God is always moving. Our God is moving right now. He's moving on your behalf. He's moving upon the circumstance that you've been waiting on God for. He's moving on your behalf. He's calling angels on your behalf. He's fighting. The Bible even says this. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that while you're sleeping, he's providing for you. That while you're sleeping, he is calling angels to fight on your behalf. And so I am coming to you to say, guard your heart. Do not allow anything to pierce your heart because it is with the heart that we believe. That's what the Bible says. So the heart and the, is your soul and your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your spirit and your mind and your will and your emotions tied together is really your heart. That's why it says guard your heart above all things. The enemy is trying to pierce the hearts of man so that he can take their faith or cause 
them to be and walk in unbelief. That's what he did to the children of Israel. The children of Israel, the Bible says, they began to faint and they began to doubt. They started to doubt God. They wondered if what God said was going to be true. Their eyes were focused on everything. Their eyes were focused on their lack of manna. Their eyes were focused on, they have no meat. They were better off back there. We're in the desert. We are thirsty now. We're, and they began to complain. They began to murmur. They put their eyes off of God and they began to put their eyes on their circumstance. Get your eyes off your circumstance. Get your eyes off of this season, New Zealand. These are times to put your eyes on God. And I said it in one of my preachings. I said, see, when Jesus was in that storm, the minute that Peter had his eyes fixed on Jesus he was connected to a higher power so Hezekiah comes and the first thing that he says in second chronicles to the people you guys have to get rid of your fear if you want God to move if you want the hand of God to come upon us and fight this battle for us and destroy our enemy we're going to have to get rid of our fear do not be discouraged he says for the battle's going to belong to God we are not going to fight this with our own human arm we are not going to fight he said it with the flesh with the arm of flesh but we fight with the arm of the Lord. So you have to guard your heart. Your heart has to be healthy. Use this time of quarantine to go before the presence of God and say, God, where is my heart not healthy? Where am I off, God? What have I, what have I allowed to come into my heart? Some of you that are watching me, your heart is fainting. You cannot allow your heart to faint because hear me, your salvation is not, is not, uh, because or tied to a person your salvation is you and God use this time of quarantine to get in the face of God use this time of quarantine to go into the secret place you've got to put your focus on the promise of God guard the heart rebuke and reject anything that the enemy is trying to throw at you to try to pierce your heart because he's trying to take your faith do not allow him to take your faith you must guard your heart because that's how Satan is to weaken the faith of the people he's going to pierce the heart that's why our hearts have to be very healthy because hear me the heart when you believe something with the heart it is going to be fixed nobody can take you off of that when you have a healthy heart your healthy heart allows you to be steadfast when it comes to believing God. You just have a certainty. And the enemy can be taunting. The enemy can be oppressing. But inside of your heart, if it is healthy, if it is healed, where you are not hurt anymore, you're not carrying around the bondages of last time, but you're using this time according to fast and pray and say, God, I want a healthy heart. I want my heart to be completely healthy. Why? Because if my heart is not healthy, I am not going to believe you for the promises of God. So the Bible says the word of God is sharper than ever, ever, they're sharper than a double-edged sword. And it comes to divide. It comes to separate. So it comes to separate what? It comes to separate what is of God and what is not of God. As I'm speaking to you, God and the Holy Spirit is going to begin to show you what is of God, what is not of God. Have, have I been very emotional? Have I allowed my emotions during this time? Have I allowed fear to take root? Have I allowed discouragement? Am I getting weary in waiting for God? Your heart has to be healthy so that you can believe him all the way through. So that you can believe him. When you go back to your church, when you go back to congregate at Ascend Global, you've got to 
be different. You've got to be better. You've got to be stronger. You've got to say, you know what, pastors? My salvation does not depend on you. Although you are powerful. Although you guys are mighty pastors. And we thank you for coming every week and bringing a word of encouragement, a word of healing to my life. But let me tell you, pastor, I got in the face of God and God dealt with my heart. God began to prune. God began to cut away. God began to strip me of everything that was in my heart that was ungodly, that was not needed. I came to a place of sobriety. Listen, the, the king of Assyria, he knew it wasn't by the sword against sword. It, it was really a piercing of the heart. So when he addresses the people, he's really attacking their faith. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to attack your faith. And you know what he says? He said, don't trust Hezekiah. Don't trust it. Don't even trust God. He said, because you, you there's no way. And then he begins to list all his victories. Oh, I've had victory here. I've had victory. That's how the enemy is. He's going to begin to yell all kinds of things, but you still haven't conquered it. But why are you still in the same position? But I mean, if you really, really, if God was going to answer, why are you still in this predicament? Why haven't things moved here? Why haven't things changed here? That's just the threat of the enemy. You need to tell that thing to get out. You need to tell that thing to get out of your home, to get out of your life, to get out of your heart. And do not allow the enemy to pierce your heart. He wants to weaken your faith. And Hezekiah, I love his response. Because you know what he tells the people? Don't respond to him. Don't respond to the king of Assyria. Don't respond. Don't respond to this king. Let him talk his, his talk. Don't respond. Don't sit there and even give him a second thought. And then I love the second point. So number one, you must guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because if you do not guard your heart, hear me, you will not believe God all the way through. Guard your heart. The enemy wants to pierce it so that fear comes in. A heart that is healthy, I'll say it again. A heart that is healthy will be steadfast in faith. A heart that is healthy will be firm in their faith. They will be firm in the promises of God. They will stand on the promises of God. They do not walk by what they see. They don't walk by, by what they hear. They, they walk by faith. They stand up with their head held high. Why? Because my salvation comes from the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that my help, Psalm chapter 121, comes from the Lord. My help doesn't come from man. My help comes from the Lord. Ain't no man gonna save me. It's God that's gonna save me. Hezekiah addressed the people and said, don't respond to the threat. You guys stay courageous. Stay strong. I come to you right now, New Zealand, during this time of quarantine, stay strong. Stay firm. Stay believing in God and allow this time for God to do a work in your heart. Everything that you did not get delivered from, healed from in 2019, and now you're carrying it into 2020. God has put a pause, a global sailor to say in this time, New Zealand, get healed. Because what I have for you, what I am preparing for you is so big that I need your heart to be healthy. So please, number one, guard your heart. Do not allow the enemy to pierce it. The second point I want to make to you is I love Hezekiah's response. He said, do not respond. And then you know what he does? He goes to Isaiah the prophet. He goes and finds Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet. He said, he tells Isaiah, it's not time to rejoice. He said, we're having a really hard time. Hezekiah tells the prophet Isaiah, this is a time of death. 
We are surrounded by threats. We are surrounded by a vast army. It is so big, it's bigger than me. And I recognize that I cannot fight this on my own. And so he says to Hezekiah, he tells, Hezekiah tells um, the, the prophet Isaiah, he said, I'm not going to confront the armies. He said, and he goes, but let's go before God. The second point is he went before God. You know why he won that battle? And, and, and I love this man, Hezekiah. He went before this king, knowing that it was beyond him. But you know the first thing that he does? He says, I'm going to the prophet Isaiah because I need a word from God. One word can set you free. One word of God can set this entire nation free. We just need one word. The Bible says in later chapters, Hezekiah became ill. He almost to the point of death. But the Bible says he was a man of prayer. My second point, these are times to be intimate with God. These are times to be quarantined. Not time to be playing on your Nintendo, on games on the computer all day, and thinking it's a vacation. It is not a vacation. Some of us are going to come out of this quarantine with big shoulders and bigger faith and stronger and bolder and more courageous. Why? Because we took advantage of this quarantine. So I encourage New Zealand, you're coming out and I prophesy to you, you, all of you, Ascend Global, you are coming out more powerful. You are coming out more courageous. When your pastors see you and give you a big hug, you're coming out with more faith. You are coming out with more power. You are coming out with more glory. You are coming out with broader shoulders, stronger faith, because you've been doing some spiritual exercises. This is not time to waste. This is time to go before God. Go to the secret place. Seek him there. Look for him there. He has the answer. He wants to speak to you. One word. Isaiah goes before God. And so does Hezekiah. They seek God. And the Bible says that Isaiah tells Hezekiah, tell the king that God is going to deliver him from this wicked king. That was the word. One word from God. See, Hezekiah in later chapters was sick. Same Hezekiah comes to tell him, Hezekiah, the Lord has spoken to me. Get your house in order because you're about to die. And Hezekiah, the Bible says, he turned his face toward the wall and began to cry out to God and saying, God, have you not seen what I've done? I've not been a wicked king. I have served you, God. And the Bible says that as Isaiah is walking out, God speaks to Isaiah immediately. Why? Because See, Isaiah and Hezekiah, they were men of prayer. They were men that came into a secret place. They were men that walked into a secret place. They needed to hear God. Many of you have not heard God. You've heard man. You've read quotes, but you've not heard God. Hearing God is crucial in this time. Direction. What does God say? What is God speaking? I don't go looking for every prophet to give me a word, but I look for God himself. The Bible says that God tells Isaiah in later chapters, he says, tell Hezekiah that I am going to add 15 more years to him because he sought me and I heard his cry. Many of you, when I prophesy that during this quarantine, God is hearing your cry. God hears your cry. When you go before the secret place, he hears you. He hears your cry. And the Bible says that when he goes back, and Isaiah gives him a word. He tells him, he said, this is how God's going to heal you, Hezekiah. He says, get some fig leaves, put it on your boil, and that's how you're going to be healed. 
The power didn't come from the fig leaves. The power didn't come because God told them, oh, it's the power was not in the fig leaves. The power was in the word of God. Just like God in this story found in 2 Chronicles, just like in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, we find here that Hezekiah needs help. He's being surrounded by this vast army, by this king of Assyria. And one word that God brings to him, all because he prayed, all because he sought God. And he said, tell him that I'm going to deliver him. This king of Assyria, tell Hezekiah, I'm going to deliver him into his hands. Hear me, New Zealand. You're not going under. You're ascending, just like your church says. The name of your church says ascend. You're only going higher. You're not going under. You're going higher. You're expanding. The next few 10 years, God is preparing us right now for the next 10 years, for the next few years that are coming up. Hezekiah knew that this was too big and that he needed his God. Number two, he was a man of prayer. He sought God. And you know what he said to the people? We're not going to fight this with the arm of the Lord. So don't be afraid of man. Don't be afraid of a virus. Don't be afraid of that mountain that's in front of you. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. Stand strong. Don't listen to him. Don't even respond to the king of Assyria. He's just trying to pierce your heart. He's just trying to give you all these death threats. But the devil's a liar, he said. Listen, we're not coming to him with the arm of man. We're coming to him with the arm of the Lord. Oh, I got, I can preach right there. When you have the arm of the Lord upon you, when the hand of God is upon you, when God's hand is over you, nothing can conquer you. Nothing can overcome you. When the hand of God is upon you, he said, it's the arm of flesh. He said, do you know who our God is? He said, we have the arm of the Lord, the arm of the Lord, the same God that led us out of Egypt, the same God that opened the Red Sea, the same God that fed us manna in the desert, in the wilderness, and caused water to come out of a rock when we were thirsty. We have the arm of the Lord, the God that comes in the midst of famines, the God that provides in the midst of circumstances. That's why it says in Psalm chapter 89, verse 13, you have a mighty arm of God. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. He had the arm of God. Psalm 138 says, 138 says, your right hand delivers me. So the, the enemy can come with his tauntings, with his threats. All he's trying to do is take your faith. Do not allow him. Guard your heart. See, there's two ways that faith comes. It comes through love. That's why your heart has to be healed. Because if you have a hard time loving people, actually faith is established book of Galatians through love. And it's also, it's also activated through the words that we speak. So you must be a people with healed hearts. And number two, you must be a people that go into your secret place, go into your secret place. This is my secret place. This is a place where I seek God. He spoke to me this morning. He speaks to me every morning, my assignment, what he wants me to do. He, I, and when I have a healed heart, although even in this quarantine, God has done a mighty work even in my heart during this quarantine. Hear me, the threats of the enemy, the tauntings of your enemy, whatever the enemy is saying and speaking to you, shut it down, shut it down. Go into your secret place. Go and hear God. Go and ask him, God, what do you say? I know what the news says. I know what the reporters say. I know what the president says. I know what the governors are saying, but I want to know what you're saying. 
prophet so-and-so is speaking this, but I want you to speak to me. I want you to tell me what you want me to do during this time. Has my heart gone cold? Maybe your heart is getting weary. Maybe your heart is fainting. These are times to say, wait a minute, God heal my heart and he will do it. See, all the enemy wants to do is to rob you of faith, to conquer you and pierce your heart so that your faith can be shaken, so that your faith can no longer be firm in the promises of God. That's what the enemy wants to do. But when you have a healthy heart, that should be our goal, to have a healthy heart in 2020. God, in this quarantine, detox me. None of you can go out. You're stuck at home. And I think the Selah is so key. The Selah are times where we go before God and say, God, speak to me. Tell me what, what you want me to hear today. What is, what is it that you want to tell me? And then God will begin to speak to each and every one of you. Your assignment for the day. Don't allow the enemy to come and taunt you and take your faith. See, that's when your faith is firm and it's steadfast and it's established. See, I've got promises from God that have not been fulfilled and they have not been manifested. But my faith is established. Why? Because my heart is healthy. If you're watching me or you're listening to me and you have unforgiveness and you have bitterness still and you have resentment and you have criticism inside of your heart, and maybe you have lack of identity. Maybe you have idolatry still. And your heart isn't healthy. You lean on the arm of man to help you, to rescue you. You want the government to rescue you. You want a president to rescue you. You want a scientist to rescue you. Listen, the one that's going to rescue us is God. The one that has the answer is God. The, I, Hezekiah, King Hezekiah understood that he was prophetic because he understood the only one that's going to take me out of this is going to be God. Ain't no man going to help me. It's God. So yes, king of Assyria, you may come to me with your threats. And you may come to me saying that you've never lost a battle. And you dare say to the people, don't, uh, don't leave and listen to King Hezekiah. Because I think that that's what the enemy might want to do right now. To take some people out. Don't listen to pastors. Don't listen to the pastors. They, they've been trying to look at where you're at. The devil is a liar. This is a time where your church ought to be more united. This is a time where leaders ought to be more united. These are times to don't listen to the threats of the enemy like King Assyria is trying to do. Oh, don't listen to Hezekiah because nobody's ever defeated me. The devil is a liar. You need to cut that thing out. You need to say in the name of Jesus, get out of here. In the name of Jesus, you have no authority over me. I want to pray for you right now. Number one, I'm going to pray that every taunting voice, every voice of unbelief, every voice of doubt, every voice like the king of Assyria that's coming against you right now is going to be shut down. We're shutting that system down. We're shutting that thing down. We're saying, no, not here. Not in New Zealand. No, not here. Not Ascend a Global. Not here. Not with our pastors. We join forces with them like never before. And we don't come to fight this with the arm of flesh, we are going to fight this with the arm of the Lord. And I'm going to pray that the hand of God and the arm of the Lord fight for you. And I'm going to pray, number three, that you will want to enter into the secret place and be connected with God like never before. So I want you right there, put your notes down, lift your hands up. And when you have time, I want you to go and read this story again. Because the Bible says he gave him such a victory. Hear me. The Bible says 
that he joins Hezekiah, says, don't respond, joins forces with Isaiah. They come into agreement in prayer. Now's the time to come into agreement. Now's the time to come into agreement. Virus, you will not have your way. Virus, you will not take what God has established and doing. Whatever spirit is taunting New Zealand, whatever spirit is trying to come and trying to use it against what God is trying to do. In other words, God is working, but so is the enemy. Whatever that spirit is, we shut it down today. Let me tell you what happened. The Bible says they cry out and they prayed and the angel of the Lord showed up. And the Bible says 185,000 Assyrians are destroyed and God promoted his people because God will always do what he promised. Because when you lean on God, when you trust in God, the impossible begins to become possible. What you think is too difficult. It's not too difficult for God. It's easy for God. 185,000 Assyrians fall at the feet of one angel that was dispatched. All because Hezekiah spoke to the people and said, get rid of your fear. Get rid of your discouragement. Be strong and be firm in your faith. Do not listen to the king of Assyria. Do not let him pierce your heart and take your faith. But believe God because the hand of God is upon us. And then he's first thing he did is he went to go pray. Prayer is key, church. Prayer is key. Prayer is key. This is my secret place. We're going to pray together in my secret place. I bring you into my secret place today. So lift your hand up right where you're at. And we're going to come and we're going to pray in the name of Jesus that God begin to do a mighty work from wherever you're watching. I'm going to pray that the glory of God begin to invade right there your house. That the glory of God begin to come into your home. That the glory of God begin to go into your homes. And whatever it is that you're needing God to do in your life. That today is a day of deliverance. Today is a day of activation of faith. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your people, God. And Lord, I stand in the gap for every single member. For every New Zealander, God. For every person facing difficulties right now that are beyond them. So, Father, we come together today. Come on, lift your hand up right there. And if you can, you can speak in tongues while I pray. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I begin to stand in unity with them, God, declaring that you are the God of the impossible, that you are the God, Lord, the God of the impossible. You did it for King Hezekiah because he was a man of faith. He didn't allow, God, the piercing of his heart, God, to, to allow the enemy to come and pierce his heart with fear or discouragement. God, he rose in faith. And I call your people right now, God, to rise in the name of Jesus in faith. Father, we come together today in glory. Oh, God, I feel the presence. And Father, I declare that your people begin to repent. Yeah, you might not need to repent right now. I feel that some of you need to repent. You need to repent because you've lost faith. Some of you are growing weary. Some of you are fainting in your heart. But today, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just ask right now that your people, as they're repenting, that you are causing, God, a brokenness before them, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, as you need to repent, church, just begin to say, God, forgive me. If I have grown weary, if I have allowed my heart to be pierced by the tauntings of the enemy, by the words of the enemy, I've allowed it because my heart is not healthy. Tell them, God, heal my heart. Heal my heart from the previous season. Heal my heart if I'm still carrying unforgiveness. Heal my heart if I have lack of identity. Heal my heart, God, if I have fear of man. 
Heal my heart, God, if I have fears and discouragements, God. Heal my heart, God, if it's not been steadfast or steady. Heal my heart from the past, God, from the hurts and the pain, God, and the last and previous seasons. Heal it, God, right now. Lord, if there's pride in the heart, God, today, I ask you to heal it, God. If I protected my heart some way, fashion, or form through human standards and efforts, God, today, I surrender it right now. And I ask you to heal it with your Holy Spirit. And that you would put, Father, your Holy Spirit heavenly medicine right now upon my heart and begin to heal it. Yeah, I feel the healing power of God over some of your hearts. And Father, in Jesus' name, tell them. Father, let my faith rise more than ever. Father, today we bind and rebuke every taunting spirit that has come and penetrated. If I have not taken advantage of this quarantine today, I repent and I surrender my life to you today. And I come into a secret place, almighty God, and that it would be an encounter with you just like Hezekiah had. And Father, I seek your face and only your face. And I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, speak. Lord, speak. Your daughter's listening. Speak, Lord, speak. Your son is listening, almighty God, now, 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 in the name of Jesus, God. Some of you have hurt. Some of you have still hurt. Some of you have lack of identity. Father, I call toxicity during this quarantine. Toxify them. Detoxify them, God. Lord, from all drunkenness, spiritually speaking, and bring sobriety to your people, God. I pray, Father, that everything that pierced their hearts today, we shut it down. Every system. Father, every spirit like the king of Assyria, God, today is shut down. And we declare your kingdom come and be established over every home today, God. And let your secret place, God, be a holy place. Establish it in every home. Lord, that they not live behind, God, anybody's salvation. But, Father, that they would establish their own prayer time, their own secret time. Mighty God, rise in the midst of chaos in each and every person, God, watching me. Lord, we are asking, God, that you do a mighty work in the hearts of every person. God, we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. I love you, New Zealand. I bless you. And I prophesy over you, ascend a global Ascend global, you're about to see the hand of God move. The hand of God upon your church. The hand of God upon your leaders. I declare the more leaders will rise because of this quarantine. Get ready, Pastor Dave. Get ready, Pastor Dave. Get ready, Pastor Dave. There's healing coming upon your home. Many families are being healed. Father, I thank you, God, because you're ascending, ascend global. You're ascending them to higher places in the spirit realm, God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Get ready. That's what I hear. Get ready, Pastor Dave. Get ready. Get ready in your heart, because when this is over, we're about to see, pastors, the greatest revival that we have ever seen. Press for it. Push for it. Dream about it, because it surely shall happen. I love you guys. I miss everybody. Kathy, I miss you.
Pastor Kate, I miss you, your beautiful daughters. I love all of you. Georgia, you're doing an amazing job. Keep it up, sweetheart. You are doing an incredible job. I love you. My Connell, your gorgeous wife, I love you so much. I send you a big hug. New Zealand, you are powerful. New Zealand, you stand strong. New Zealand, you stand firm in the mighty name of Jesus. And you rebuke that spirit of complacency and laziness. And you cast it out of that nation. You're coming out stronger. You're coming out bolder. You're coming out with more faith, broader shoulders. Because your faith is going to another dimension. I love you guys. I bless you. I bless your church. And we will see you all hopefully soon and hopefully this year. Blessings. In Jesus' name, I send you hugs and kisses.